welcome to the Movie Quest podcast. We've just been at the Kendall Mountain Festival today. Not all of us, just me, Johnny, and with Sarah, uh, who is currently trying to compose, compose herself, not going into a laughing fit. Um, so the Mountain Festival is like loads of different outdoor films. Films about climbing mountains and skiing and snowboarding and mountain biking and all sorts of different things. Uh, and we went to four different sessions today. So we saw film collection B, film collection climb, climb, film collection mountain, mountaineering, and then we watched a one-off film as well, which we'll discuss a bit later. On. Um, so it's been quite a jam-packed day. I think we've watched about seven or eight hours of films. Yeah. Uh, we've been to lots of different outdoor stalls and seen lots of people in expensive coats. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, it's been it's been a good day. So we're going to talk about a couple of different films. So one of the films that we saw was Scenes from a Dry City. Sarah, are you able to explain what it's about? Um, yes, it was a film about how Cape Town is running out of water. Why did it run out of water? It didn't really say why it was running out of water, but we, we can just blame climate change. Yeah, so like all the locals, it showed all the locals having to go and like get water from various like pipe networks and stuff. At water stations around the city and stuff yeah. like that. And the sort of the divide between the rich and the poor yeah. communities. So like all the poor people were like really struggling to get water and then all like the wealthier people were able to get water. So there was like a scene on a golf course where all the grass was all like beautiful and green. So obviously they're using all the water to maintain that. But there was another uh, section of film where it was showing like a car wash yeah. And the police like raided it. Um, to because it's like illegal to have a car washing business in Cape yeah. Town. Yeah, it's like not a pretty, it's like a pretty low key car wash. It wasn't like a yeah. it was like a hand car wash, and so they were using water which was meant to be for drinking for washing cars. So like somebody got arrested for doing that. Um, that was quite an interesting film. Yeah, yeah. something I didn't really realise that was happening. And it's just quite bad that like like they were saying about like rich white people being able to use the water in like the hotels and stuff, so people can go and visit and would probably completely be unaware of the situation that's happening for the locals, and the impact it's having on them. Yeah. So it's a pretty short film. I gave it a four out of five. What what would you give it? Yeah, four out of five. Super. What's the next film on the list? Home for Broken Toys. Home for Broken Toys. This this film is based in the UK, based at a swimming pond in London, and it's about a group of kind of like middle-aged older guys who get together, who go swimming on a Saturday morning uh, throughout the whole year in this swimming pond. So the temperatures in the pond go down to like, I think two degrees two was degrees, the coldest. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they call... They call it the East German... East German... Women's... They call themselves the East German Ladies. Um, swimming team. Swimming team. Because they base themselves uh, after the... I think it's the 1976 German Olympic female swimming team. And the reason they, they call themselves that is because they were like on so many steroids. That they're all that supposedly these women had hairy chests and stuff, and there is a picture of all these guys, <laughs> and um, somebody said that that's what they look like. So <laughs> that's what they call themselves. But basically, the group started 
uh, when this guy was like knocked over by a bus and he like had like, two collapsed lungs and one of his friends said we're going to start swimming so this club's grown and grown and grown and there's it didn't say how many members but like 40 50 members something like that so yeah i thought it was pretty funny yeah. quite a short film what did you think um yeah i thought it was quite well filmed like the girl who did it it was for her like master's um project so i think mm. she thought quite a lot about like the story that she wanted to bring out and just, like the different characters in the film and how it brought these random people together because it was like two people who were going through a divorce at the same time and they became really good friends and was there a guy that was blind yeah it's a guy that was blind yeah so yeah so i mean We've probably not explained it very well, but it's a very good film to watch. Yeah. It was quite funny. There was a lot of like screaming and shouting when they were all like jumping into the pond and stuff because obviously it was so cold. Mm. And, like the shock of that, so they were all like, yeah. But like go going to the film festival for like the past few years, a lot of stuff is quite elitist and it's kind of like very unachievable things a lot a lot of the time. Whereas this was kind of like regular everyday people just having fun outside. Yeah. Deciding to start cold water swimming. Yeah. Which you could quite easily do if you wanted to. Yeah. So that was quite a normal, nice uh, film to watch. So that was called The Home for Broken Toys. The next film we watched was one called The Big Bang. Uh, are you able to explain what that one was about, sir? So it was about a girl whose day job was creating routes at a rock climbing centre. Um, but what she wanted to do was outdoor climbing and various different projects. And she decided she wanted to climb Lower Pen Tren, I think it's pronounced, in Wales, which is like a 9A, which is like ridiculously hard climbing. Um, and there's only two people who have ever completed it before, and neither of those were women, so she was the first woman to attempt it. Um, so it was the story of her... Um, trying to do that and getting frustrated at it and trying again and again and again. Um, I think it took her like a year. Yeah, it took, it took a year. Had various uh, breaks to go and try different things, um, but just kept, kept coming back to it because um, she wanted to complete it. Yeah. So it looked, the route itself, like the climbing route, looked pretty short, like 15 metres, but it's like insanely hard just like no holds to hang on to just like you're trying to climb up something and the the hold for your fingers is like a 10 pence piece almost made of rock so you get like slipping on 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 stuff like that it was it was fairly interesting to see her progress through the through the film uh, but one of the things that it pulled out was that She's not like really like a sponsored climber or anything like that. So yeah, she had, she had to, to work to be able to yeah, support herself. to afford to like do this. So she she worked in a climbing gym in London, but she was trying to work on this project in North Wales. So she had to go back and forth between London to work and then go back to the to the route in Wales to try and climb it. But yeah, it was, it was quite a, an interesting story. I wouldn't say it's got like the wide appeal of like free solo or something like that but if you're if you're into climbing could be a good one so yeah. that's and then she was actually there as well wasn't she for a question and answer at the yeah, end yeah she did so. question and answer at the end the guy the guy who was like directing it and filming it got pretty emotional didn't he yeah he cried he cried a lot he was like when he's doing his thank yous and stuff 
yeah. obviously meant a lot to him. I think I cried a little bit at that one. Did just because he cried. Yeah, I generally cry. I generally cry if someone else cries. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was the Big Bang. Why was it called the Big Bang? Um, I re- I don't know. I don't know why it was called the Big Bang. Yeah. We should have asked that question when yeah. they did the Q&A. Right, so what's the next one on the list? Um, so Up on a Lip was another one that we watched in the mountaineering section. Um, so this was a story of two veterans um, who had both been injured in Afghanistan. Um, Some sort of conflict somewhere. So one guy had a prosthetic leg and the other guy had no feeling in his right arm because he got like shot in his chest and it went straight through and, and severed all the nerves to his arm um, and they had to do like some open vein surgery on yeah, his arm to, to reconstruct it. I think it was like it. a vein graft. Yeah, to like reconstruct it. They had to cut all the inside of his arm open and then do something with the veins. Yeah. So it meant that like his arm was still alive so they didn't have to amputate it but it meant that he had no feeling and he couldn't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, so you've got a guy with one arm basically and a guy with one leg and they both decide to try and climb Everest. Um, yeah, it was um, pretty interesting because, again, like climbing Everest is another very elitist mountaineering pursuit. It's quite an expensive thing yeah. to do. Like with just with a general company, it's going to cost like thirty thousand pounds mm-hmm. or, or more. So you've got to have the money to do it, and usually you have to have climbed. You know, several six thousand meter peaks, and then to climb six thousand meter peak, you have to climb several four thousand meter peaks. But what the film kind of was saying was that there were some people who had like barely any experience whatsoever. No, I feel like that film was quite like it got me a little bit just thinking about like there was this woman who um, had obviously like paid for someone to chaperone her up Mount Everest and the Sherpa who was taking her obviously wasn't didn't know what he was doing and like meant that she got in a bit of a super situation and just basically at one point in Everest it just gets really busy and like what's it called you said it had a name uh, it's a particular ice field I forget what it's called it's like the death stone or something well, yeah, above a, above a certain altitude, it becomes a death zone where the majority of people, well, not the majority, but the likelihood of you dying at that point significantly yeah. raises because of the altitude and also because of the mentality of people because they, because it's such a, a big achievement to, to get to the top of Everest. People get very selfish and will just leave you behind. Yeah, they? so they basically got to this point on the mountain where it just got really busy and it, it just, like, I just could feel the stress of like getting to that point on like an insane mountain and then being literally stuck in a traffic jam but it's like a ticking time bomb because you know you've only got a certain amount of oxygen and if you don't get to the top and then get down like you're gonna die and like people start overtaking other people because it's just like every man for themselves and it just showed this woman who was just struggling to get up this particular ice pitch and she obviously wasn't prepared enough for it and then at the end of the film it said that she hadn't made it and that she died. She, she died on that bit and it's just like yeah like people are making money out of people wanting to go up Everest and then just not doing it right and people are thinking that they're going to be able to climb Everest naturally they're just completely 
unprepared for it. And it showed at one point the amount of tents and people who were camping at like base camp and stuff, like all the different um, like companies that will take you up Mount Everest. And there was just like loads and loads of tents. And it's just like, it just seems really overcrowded, which just seems really odd for like a massive mountain that once wasn't climbed by anyone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the film was called... Up on a Limb. Oh, Up yeah, but limb. actually both of the guys didn't actually make yeah. it to the top. The guy with the prosthetic leg had to... Uh... Uh, spoilers. Oh, sorry. I do not do spoilers. Well, I can do spoilers. I don't feel like anyone else is going to go to Kendall Mountain Festival. Uh, well, they might want to watch it. that bit out. You can, usually watch, you can usually watch the films online. Uh, so... If you Google, if you Google any of these films, they'll probably either be on like YouTube or Vimeo or something like that. Because uh, I feel like we've ruined a few of these as well. Then. Well, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, next. so so that was that was up on a limb. Um, next film uh, we're going to talk about is called The Postman, uh, which is about this guy who I think it was for twelve years. From like 1970 to like 1980, um, he worked on this little island in like a little Scottish island out in the middle of nowhere, and he was the lifeline, like delivering post and medicine and um, various probably food. I would have thought to this tiny little community that didn't have a road going to it, and he used to do this trip like across this island three times a week. And he only missed it once because he got blown off his feet with a gale. So he turned back home. So he turned back home. But that was like a cute little kind of yeah. eight, nine minute little story about this guy who worked on this island for a number of years. And um, basically this little community was going to die out. Uh, but they managed to get a, uh, a road put in. Well, that's a spoiler, isn't it? Oh, it's <laughs> not a massive spoiler. It is. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a nice little film. Um, so yeah, worth a watch. Yeah, I quite like the films that are like short and sweet and just a nice story about someone that you wouldn't hear about otherwise. Yeah. And then the final film that we're going to talk about is called Climbing Blind, um, which is... Uh, story of a blind climber who has had like his sight de- uh, deteriorate over the past sort of eight or nine years and he can barely he can barely see anything he's got like, he's, he's pretty much blind now so like he can he can't he can't see his hand one foot in front of his face so he can he can barely see anything at all and it's him wanting to trad climb uh old man well it's him trying to trad climb the old man of Hoy. So trad climbing is where he leads up a um, a rock climb. So basically, he'll put in, he'll climb first up the up the route, putting gear into the to the rock, and then he'll go up and make a, a point where he can then belay his partner up. So it's the more dangerous part of traditional climbing. So the gear that he's putting up, so it's not like permanent gear. It's just gear that he's putting in like cams and blocks and slings and various other bits and bobs so to do that blind um, is a is a pretty massive achievement really so like in sections of it he's like climbing up and then he's having to just like feel around for where the next hold will be and then also feel around for where he can put in bits of protection 
and various other things. It's quite. I quite enjoyed the film. Did you like it, sir? Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah. What was your favourite bit? Um, I thought it, it made quite like it was quite emotional at points, but it wasn't too heavy. Like even though it was quite a it was quite a big thing that he was doing, like he took it quite lightly. So I think the film took it quite lightly. Like when he accomplished what he'd, he'd done, he actually wasn't that bothered about it. No. He didn't like get all emotional at the time. No, no. He's, like, he's I, quite, think, I think it could be could be really emotional if you're trying to do something like that. Yeah. Because you just be. Like, yeah, he said just that's. Be a mess. Yeah, he said that's how he keeps like the fear in check is by not really feeling anything about it. Um. But yeah, that was pretty good. He was actually diagnosed at the age of four with something called retinous pigmentosa, which gradually deteriorates deteriorates your retina. Yeah. So his eyesight just got worse and worse and worse, and now he can't see. Yeah. But he's pretty hopeful that in like years, twenty years time, twenty years time, he'll be able to have like some of his eyesight, if not all of his eyesight, restored by like advances in medical technology and, and stuff like that so uh, I did cry at that film as well did you what were you crying at um so because he couldn't see pretty much at all um the person who was telling him um, where to put his feet where to put like the gear and stuff was his now wife um called Molly so she was like his eyes basically so she'd explain like the route to him from the ground and like prepare him for it and like describe to him what it looked like and then they had like a microphone and a headset each so like she could tell him like where to put his feet and stuff Boss him about no <laughs> no like she was just like she was so calm and like they both just trusted each other so much like me and Johnny tried going <laughs> climbing outdoors once it didn't go very well. No, it didn't go very well. Because I got quite stressed because I didn't know what I was doing and Johnny was trying to make me uh, rock climb on this thing that I didn't really want to because um, I wasn't prepared enough for it. But, like, yeah, she was just really, like, calm and collected and, like, to talk someone through it when you know that they can't see what they're doing and if he makes a wrong move or something, he could fall and die, basically. Like, yeah, it's just quite it's quite a responsibility and she seemed to do it like really calmly and yeah which is really mm. nice and oh yeah the bit I cried at was because he said that um so he didn't get emotional when he got to like the top of various climbs and stuff but he got emotional talking about the thing that he'd want to see if he did like the reason why he wants his eyesight back is because he can't remember what Molly looks like and he just has like an image of her <laughs> in his head from like years and years ago when he could sort of see um, and now he doesn't have like a updated memory of what she looks like mm. so that made me cry a little bit because he cried you tend to like the, the outdoor films where there's like a, a girlfriend or a yeah. wife or someone that you can um, kind of uh, what's is it sympathise with <laughs> Yeah, or like a story you can like hold on to. Well, it's because like in day to day life, I, I'm quite a fan of rom coms, so uh, yeah. that paired with that, and it's a real life like a real life rom com. Rom com. It's a real life rom com, so um, and about something like outdoorsy. So mm. yeah, that is probably why I like it quite a lot. Yeah, I didn't like it because it was a rom com. I just thought it was a good film. 
a good. It was quite. It was quite funny as well. Yeah, it's quite. It's, it's quite dry. Yeah. Like quite matter of fact. Like there was. Um, at one point, they blindfolded one of the other climbers so that he could understand what it was like to climb blind. And then at the end of the climb, they tried to shake hands, but one guy was blindfolded and one guy was blind, and they were trying to feel for each other, each other's hands to shake it. And it was. It doesn't sound that funny, but you know, little things like that made me laugh. Yeah. But like he walked into a tree at one point or a hedge. And was... yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think that was my favourite yeah, film my of, favorite. of the day. Um, so that one was called Climbing Blind. Um, I think it's about an hour long. Um, I don't think that one will be on like YouTube or anything yet. I think it is. I don't think it will be. Okay. Because uh, th- I think it's only just recently come out. But yeah, keep an eye out for it. Um, it'll probably be part of the Brit Rock tour because uh, the director of the film like helps run that so uh, keep an eye out for that and uh, you might be able to get to see it and I think that's about about it it's a very brief rundown of a few of the films that we went to yeah, see today like we did see a lot more films than what we've mentioned yeah if you like any of those films go and check them out google them online and you'll probably be able to find them um, but I think that's it for now so from <laughs> a noisy pub near Kendall cheerio Hi guys, so just a really quick update, uh, and also thanks for sticking around to the end. There are uh, some awards that went to some of the films from the Kendall Mountain Festival. So the Best Climbing Film Award went to The Big Bank. Uh, The Best Environmental Film Award went to Scenes from a Dry City. The People's Choice Award, which is uh, voted for by all the people who went to there, not by a jury or anyone, went to The Home for Broken Toys. And then the sort of the biggest award from the evening, the Grand Prize Film Award, went to Climbing Blind. So please check out some of those films. Um, there's trailers online which will just give you a bit of a taste of them, or they might be showing at a cinema near you. Uh, see you soon. Bye.